the Bible Study Podcast, episode 488. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Proverbs with chapter 26. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We have more Proverbs today. We have 28 more Proverbs, and I don't want to give anything away, but one of them has to do with flaming arrows of death. Proverbs 26 goes like this. Like snow in summer or rain in harvest, honor is not fitting for a fool. I believe that's saying that we shouldn't be honoring fools, something for us to remember. It does raise the question of what is it we value in people. We certainly are a society which overvalues celebrity. We had a situation the other day where I was listening to, as people were lamenting all of the great musicians and artists who had died in 2016. Well, one of the people who died relatively recently with almost no notice was the doctor who was largely responsible for eradicating polio. Now, I ask you, you can pick your favorite celebrity or entertainer who died in 2016. Did they have a bigger impact on us than that person? Like a fluttering sparrow or a darting swallow, an undeserved curse does not come to rest. An undeserved curse, we shouldn't be cursing people who don't deserve it. You know the easiest way to do that? Just don't be cursing people at all. A whip for the horse, a bridle for the donkey, and a rod for the backs of fools. <laughs> the writer of Proverbs is not fond of fools, and discipline is what they need. And that's really what a whip or a bridle are talking about is, what do you use to control the animal? Do not answer a fool according to his folly, or you yourself will be just like him. Don't wrestle with pigs. You'll just get dirty, and the pigs will like it. That one is not from the book of Proverbs, but it is another proverb of a similar kind. Answer a fool according to his folly, or he will be wise in his own eyes. Now, hang on a second here. Verse 4 says, do not answer a fool according to his folly. And verse 5 says, answer a fool according to his folly. I'm a little confused what we're supposed to do here. The first one says, you won't get anywhere arguing with fools. And the second one says, yet they really need correction, or they'll be wise in their own eyes. I know what they're saying, and yet I think you probably aren't going to get anywhere arguing with them anyway. Sending a message by the hands of a fool is like cutting off one's feet or drinking poison. Uh, there's some great proverbs in today's lesson here. It is generally considered a bad idea to send a message by the hands of a fool, is what that's saying. If someone is untrustworthy, then don't trust them. Don't trust them with something important like a message. Like the useless legs of one who is lame is a proverb in the mouth of a fool. Proverbs aren't just about having a wise saying, but about gaining wisdom. One of the reasons that we do this book is not just because there's a lot of interesting sayings in here, things about flaming arrows of death, then we'll get to that, but because we're trying to gain wisdom. We're trying to look at these wise sayings and see if we can learn something. Well, it's saying a proverb in the mouth of a fool, a fool being someone who is incapable or unwilling to learn, doesn't do any good. Like tying a stone in a sling is the giving of honor to a fool. You have to picture a sling in this case. You use a sling to throw a stone. 
but if you tie the stone into the sling, it won't work to throw the stone. Giving honor to a fool isn't productive. It may just encourage him in his foolishness. Like a thorn bush in a drunkard's hand is a proverb in the mouth of a fool. Okay, so the drunkard is walking along and stumbles and grabs for something for support. Picture that. And it happens to be a thorn bush. That is not going to be a pleasant experience. So first of all, we said that it's useless to have a proverb in the mouth of a fool. Here, it's, it's painful. Like an arrow who wounds at random is one who hires a fool or any passerby. When you are hiring people, this is just very good business sense. And even though it's coming from B.C., before the time of Christ, it remains good advice that hire carefully. You don't just hire any random person who passes by. That's like shooting a bow and arrow blindfolded. Like an archer who wounds at random is the one who hires a fool or any passerby. As a dog returns to its vomit, so a f- so fools repeat their folly. That's one that I've heard many times. And it's gross, but dogs do that. I don't know if you've noticed that. The dog will eat some grass or something and will vomit something up and then it'll go and lick it up. It's always been one of the grossest things. And yet, how repugnant also should it be when we are foolish and return to our folly, return to the things that we know are foolish. We should be grossed out by that just as we are by what that dog is doing. Do you see a person wise in their own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than for them. Again, there are many different ways that Proverbs says this, but what it's saying is, if you think you know everything, you can't learn anything. If you think you are smarter than everybody else, How can you learn? And so if you're wise in your own eyes, you're going to get stuck in what you know. A sluggard says there's a lion in the road, a fierce lion roaming the streets. And so I guess he stays in bed. And that's basically you're thinking about all the things that can go wrong and using them as excuses for not doing what needs to be done. As a door turns on its hinges, so a sluggard turns on his bed. I like that one. (laughs) Uh, You just can't get a sluggard that far from bed, apparently. A sluggard buries his hand in the dish. He is too lazy to bring it back to his mouth. Wow, that is unusually lazy. A sluggard is wiser in his own eyes than seven people who answer discreetly. Now, remember what we said about being wise in your own eyes. And here it's talking about the difference between being wise in your own eyes and answering discreetly. Discreetly is a gift. Uh, People who are willing to tell you the truth but will do it with compassion when nobody else is listening. People, I don't know if you've ever, I don't know if you've ever had a boss who thought that the appropriate place for disciplining somebody was in an open office environment. It's not. It's really to do it discreetly, but not everybody else is listening. Like one who grabs a stray dog by the ears is someone who rushes into a quarrel not their own. It's a good way to get bitten. Don't rush into quarrels not your own. Now, that's hard because we're supposed to be peacemakers too, but 
there is danger there, and that's really what it's saying. It's not necessarily saying we shouldn't do it, but it, there is certainly dangerous. It's like grabbing a stray dog by his ears. Like a maniac shooting flaming arrows of death, I told you I would get there, is the one who deceives their neighbor and says, I was only joking. <sighs> like a maniac shooting flaming arrows of death. That is something we don't want. Maniacs shooting flaming arrows of death. And really what it's saying is you can't just deceive somebody. You can't just lie to them and then just say, I was only joking. You will be held accountable for what you say. And you can't just say, I was only kidding. I think everybody knows I was kidding. Why does that sound so familiar? Without wood, a fire goes out. Without gossip, a quarrel dies down. Gossip fuels quarrels. That's one of the reasons why gossip is evil. Gossip isn't just bad. Gossip isn't just undesirable. Gossip is evil. Gossip keeps quarrels burning. And when we gossip, we are doing evil. As charcoal to embers and as wood to fire, so is a quarrelsome person for kindling strife. In other words, if you're looking for fuel for a fire... A quarrelsome person is the person who constantly, constantly brings strife. A quarrelsome person is somebody who attracts strife, somebody who is always in the center of controversy and probably thinks it's always somebody else's fault. And if you look around and everybody who you're associated with, you're having strife, you may be a quarrelsome person. The words of a gossip are like choice morsels. They go down to the inmost parts. So we talked about gossip being evil. Gossip also affects us. Gossip changes us. Like a coating of silver dross on earthenware are fervent lips with an evil heart. Silver dross on earthenware doesn't make it more valuable. It just makes it pretty. Fervent lips make something pretty, but if there's an evil heart behind it, not a good thing. Enemies disguise themselves with their lips, but in their hearts, they harbor deceit. Here we're talking about what people say. The difference between what people say and how they really feel. Though their speech is charming, they do not believe them, for seven abominations fill their hearts. Seven abominations. Seven is the number of completeness in the Bible. And so if seven abominations fill your heart, your heart is completely filled with abomination. Not a good thing. But we're talking about people who hide malice in their heart. Now, this is not unrelated to the quarrelsome person, the person who is looking for, who is constantly searching for, who is constantly seeing evil. It may be because it's coming out of their heart. Their malice may be concealed by deception, but their wickedness will be exposed in the assembly. When your wickedness is exposed in the assembly, that means that finally everybody finds out what kind of person you really are. And you can only hide that so long. Whoever digs a pit will fall into it. If someone rolls a stone, it will roll back on them. This is kind of the Bible's way of talking about what other people would say would be karma. You get what you deserve. A lying tongue hates those it hurts, and a flattering mouth works ruin. So don't be doing that. Don't have a lying tongue and a flattering mouth, but speak the truth, but speak it discreetly. 
with that and me one more time saying flaming arrows of death we're going to end this episode of the bible study podcast if you have any questions send an email to host at the bible study podcast.com or better yet leave a comment on this episode at the bible study podcast.com and thanks so much for listening Ted, what do you want to do today? Well, Ashley, I've always got uh, work to do, naps to take, but I have a better idea. How about we invite everyone to listen to the Team Us podcast? I love that idea. Let's do it right now. Hi, everyone. We're Ted and Ashley Slater, and we'd love for you to join us as we talk about teamwork in marriage. We share how grace, commitment, and cooperation can help couples live the everyday moments of marriage together. To listen, go to lifeaudio.com and search for Team Us.